0: You're listening to the Full-Time Function Musician Podcast, Episode 7. You're listening to the Full-Time Function Musician Podcast, the number one resource for growing your function musician business. If you're a solo wedding singer, part of a 12-piece luxury show band or anything in between and want to learn from other successful musicians, you're in the right place. You're listening to the full-time Function Position podcast. And as usual, I am your host, Jack Twiner. I am really excited about this episode. Today's guests, yes, guests. This is the first freeway conversation I've had, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, Today's guests really understand that their band is a business um, and that you need to treat it as a business, which is basically what this whole podcast is about. They're super hardworking, um, always trying different tactics on social media to see what works. Um, And as I learned from talking to them, they keep track of everything in spreadsheets as well, which I absolutely loved because that's the kind of stuff that I like to do. I think there are so many valuable takeaways in this episode. Um, So without further ado, I hope you enjoy my conversation with JB Mack. You're listening to the full-time Function Musician Podcast and on today's episode, I'm excited to be chatting with Nora and Josh, otherwise known as JB Mac, the international dance duo based out of Henley on Thames. With over 20 years experience between them and over 100 yearly gigs including weddings, corporate and residencies, JB Mack are no strangers to getting the party started. With nothing but five-star ratings and rave reviews from every client, they truly are the experts in their field. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hey, good to be here thanks for having us so you were actually on my initial list of people to contact when I was first putting this sort of thing together um so I was really happy when you guys messaged me first about it and some of the reasons that I wanted to have you on are I think you're doing something pretty original something that I definitely haven't seen anyone else doing um and also you're killing it as well really good at it but Too kind. <laughs> it seems like you know you are constantly gigging though and working really hard to grow the band, Um, which kind of brings me to the last point is that you seem to have a really good grasp of how important content is and social media and things like that. Um, You're always doing different things on there um, and trying different things. It seems and I think you show a good amount of like behind the scenes stuff as well, which makes it really easy for people to follow your journey. But we'll get into all of that a little bit later. Um, firstly, I'd like to go back and find out a little bit about how you individually started, um, and your journeys there and kind of what brought you together to start this thing. So who would like to go first? I
1: think Josh can take it away
0: first. Oh, okay.
1: Josh, yeah,
0: take he's it
2: he's away. born faster. Yeah. yeah <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I've, I've always been surrounded by music and I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful about that. Both my parents, you know, keen listeners as well as musicians. And um, it was always encouraged in our house to, you know, um, you know, pick up an instrument or sing or like, you know, be involved in some sort of way musically. And um, I, I, I was drawn to drums and that was encouraged and it came pretty naturally, naturally to me, which is, which is awesome. And, um, but fast forwarding a bit, around the age of 11, um, I started getting into music production and, you know, making beats um, at my dad's house and, and I loved it. It was a program called, um, dance EJ and rave EJ, which is basically, you know, um, samples cut to size and you just, you know, making loops and building a track. And I, I loved it. And, um, um, at a similar time I was massively into the prodigy and, um, I was just obsessed with everything they did and released and they are renowned for their live act as well as the tunes they released. And, um, I guess they're sort of pioneers of, dj live if you like in my opinion um really taking dance music to a live performance with you know live vocals you know some live um instruments and stuff like that and just been obsessed ever since and uh, yeah i'll cut it off there <laughs> yeah. i'll
1: resume the story yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and i've got more of like a performing arts background so I kind of did stage school growing up, kind of was interested in everything. And then as I got older, kind of just focused more on the singing um, because I always had a bit more of a, a pop voice and a musical theatre voice and um, just started gigging um, and, and loved it a lot and, you know, always loved dance music. I'm a dance teacher as well. So it kind of is the genre that kind of spans both of them. And um, yeah, trained, had lessons and been doing it since I was like 10 or 11 years old, similar to Josh, actually. Um, we were both in, you know, kind of traditional function bands before. Um, and then Josh actually had the idea for this project. So. Yeah,
2: it was, um, it was sort of pre-lockdown, really. I, I was My friends were encouraging me to get into, like, um, YouTube videos and, and drum videos, which didn't really take off. But my, my, my game, my um, sorry, my focus was always drumming for DJs or rappers or both, rather than, you know, just covering um rock or metal, which I, I mostly played on drums. I, I loved Chase and Status and Pendulum, which use a lot of live drummers, whether they're acoustic drums or, or electric. And um so I I always had this earmarked as a side project. And um like Nora said, we were in functions band together and um, you know, circumstances sort Of forced it into life, really, which we're both really grateful for. Mm. It's been um, a roller coaster journey, but one that we've both thoroughly enjoyed, regardless. And, um,
1: yeah, people say, yeah, like, I, you know, when you haven't got a plan B, like, you make the plan A work, and like, this was our plan A, yeah. and I think we've just gone fully into it. And I think that's, we're, we're kind of starting to reap the rewards of that now, which is, which yeah. is nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause it, it hasn't been going for that long. Am I right? And you're sort of a couple of it, years, year and a half, we, maybe we
1: technically launched like our first show reel was like the beginning of November, 2022. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Massive, not, not that yeah. long. Yeah. Not long at all. No. And, and I, I do feel like, although we had experience in gigging and different bands and stuff in the past and know n- n- people in the industry, I felt like we were completely from scratch. Yeah. Yeah, it really.
0: Yeah, I suppose. In, in those other function bands, then you you were just like the musicians in there, not the not the band leader or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So is this the first experience of that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like I've done a, I've done a few like solo gigs as just a singer. So you know, you take your own bookings and stuff, but you know, not on the scale of organising yeah. musicians and yeah,
2: stuff. Yeah, we, yeah. We've we've pulled stuff together for other people in the in the past. You know, a, a friend would message me saying that their friends getting married, could I throw a band together? So I would just say of course, you know, but um. You know, if you um, if is running a band, I'd say yeah, this is this is the first, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, exactly why one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because it seems like from from your social media and stuff, and from the little I do know you as well, that you kind of get that this is a business and not just like a band. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it seems like yeah, you've got um a good handle on how to kind of run it. So I mean, yeah. So how what are some of the strategies and things that you've sort of done over the last couple of years that have made it grow so quickly as well. So
2: um both of us um separately have run and do run our, um, our own companies. Okay. as well whether they were limited companies or you know sole trading like more um, has a dance school. I've run a couple, couple of companies before as, as well as both having tons of experience in the music industry. So there's lots of skills to to draw upon but um recently um yeah Nora's really flown with the social media and um online marketing stuff.
1: Yeah, like I've got a business degree, not that I ever really particularly used it in the, the jobs I went into straight from uni. But um, that I always like loved the strategy side of things, and I knew we weren't really utilising the digital side of things initially. We were kind of banking on word of word of mouth and just you know get your website up and you know set up all the socials, but we weren't actively like getting leads into our website and stuff. So I was really keen to find out ways to do that better. And I came across a, a digital marketing course in Reading that was actually free and it was for small businesses and stuff. So I did that for like 16 weeks or something. Yeah. something crazy. It was a long time. Um, but it wasn't necessarily stuff I didn't already know. It was just having that weekly check-in and getting the, ha- the habits in place. Um, so it, that was that was kind of a really... Big kick for us, I think. But I think naturally over the time of us just establishing ourselves, like when we first launched, it was just a lot of cold emails and cold calling and messaging friends to message friends and that kind of stuff. And as we've just gigged more, our network is just spreading. And I find that naturally we are just receiving more inquiries and um, messages now because more people are hearing about us. And I I think we've got what we're offering is, like you said, it's a bit different. It's a bit more fresh. And I think working in our favor yeah it's
2: funny like we, we were on a, a few facebook groups as well just n- not necessarily posting but um it's interesting seeing what people say about social media and what you've said um how, how our instagram appears to an outsider and um you know some people like receive um comments like social media doesn't work you know and and the amount of Direct messages and bookings we've got saying, "Oh, I wasn't really sure." You know, we're inundated with applications, but after looking at your Instagram and seeing how active you you are, we really get to see what you're like. Yeah, and that, that's really. Um, you know really awesome to hear
0: yeah I mean as I said you you seem to show quite a lot of your personality off on there and I think that's one of the key things that it's for is, is so people can get to know you and like you and trust you mm. and therefore then book you yeah. what is your kind of strategy at the minute do you have any sort of like weekly posting schedule or certain posts on certain days anything like that or is it kind of just ad hoc kind of when you Whatever pops into your mind.
1: It, it, it's it's interesting. Like, I, te- I guess there is technically a strategy. It's it's more like daily habits we're trying yeah. to do. So, in terms of social media I'm posting, uh, three reels a week and stories as much as we can um whether that's resharing reels or posting you know where we're out, where we're gigging etc because we are gigging a lot more this year it's kind of easier like christmas time we had like 15 gigs in december so every other day we had footage from the gig we've just done so creating content yeah. was really easy the quieter months like january for us was a lot more difficult so we have to get a bit more creative um but usually i'm trying like josh yeah. what are you thinking yeah, it's, throw it's, some ideas at me and then some, we kind of come together at something in the in the yeah. middle like today our real was um uh we're, we're doing an ibiza chill video we're recording it tomorrow um it's like a if we're off like a drinks reception offering more of like a relaxed vibe so it's like all your favorite yeah. songs but like just given that kind of like ibiza chill dance feel um but we don't have the video yet and we kind of a bit short on content so i was like okay let's get some b-roll footage let's put the re- vocal recording that we've already done over it and a bit of a teaser and so it's you know there's always something you can do there's always old footage that you can you know regurgitate or remake and that, that yeah. was a big thing i took from the course i did actually she was like you've got, I've got like we've got hundreds of reels banked it's like what can we reuse what mm. can we you know make out of it because you know it's not someone who just followed us last week they haven't seen the stuff we posted before so don't be afraid to to reuse stuff mm. um yeah. community groups we utilize a lot actually um so we're kind of in all the all the local ones near us and they have kind of designated. is that like facebook groups yeah okay. facebook community groups yeah so designated days you can post so we've kind of got a Spreadsheet with those on, and we do those on the days that we're allowed to. Um, but yeah, our, our strategy is basically as many touch points as possible. Because if we yeah. look at where our gigs come from, we've got you know a bit of a, a database and a spreadsheet to see. And it's massive mixture. Like Some of it's live gig, some of it's a recommendation, some of it's residencies, some of it's websites, some of it's Instagram, some of it's LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn wasn't something I like was really? utilizing before. Yeah,
0: I never touch it.
1: Yeah, I, I, we yeah both,
0: I've never even been on it myself. But...
1: We, we both have like different backgrounds and I had quite a <clears throat> massive network of people. I used to work in corporates and every time I'd have a new job, you know, you had everyone in the business. So there's all these people that would be putting on, you know, weddings or corporates corporate or whatever. Events, yeah. yeah. That we're not utilizing and we're not friends with on Facebook. So they're starting to kind of see us on there and the algorithm's starting to pick up, but yeah, it wouldn't, it's not something I would have thought to utilize, but um, yeah, it's helping. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, firstly, I love that you have a spreadsheet of all that kind of data of where you're getting things from. Do you, what's like your, um, like the biggest one, what is it website or Instagram or anything?
1: it's actually just rebookings is the main one. Yeah. Residencies, mm. um, in terms of income and number of gigs. Um, but yeah, there's, um, uh, an agency we use. It's, it's more of like an online booking platform that's like a close second, um, purely because we can message the clients directly. Um, I think anything when you have like a, a third party, although, you know, we are with agencies that do that, it slows down the process. And I think kind of doesn't work in our favor.
0: Do you use uh, TikTok or anything like that, or?
1: Yeah, so when we do our reels on Instagram, we post on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, and LinkedIn. Yeah, all at the same time.
0: So I mean, yeah, you're going to have to forgive me. I've, as I said, I've literally never been on LinkedIn before. So yeah. how how does it kind of work on there? Is it because I know it is a social media platform, but it's I thought it was for like your your resumes and stuff like that, right? Or am I thinking way too in the past?
1: Yeah, so it's for it's for job hunting um, or you know, connecting with people in your industry. Um, so although, you know, I'm speaking on behalf of my network, there's not a heavy, heavy music network in there. But, you know, if, if part of your job as a social media marketer or whatever, if you're you know, in a digital realm, you're kind of strolling through linkedin and looking for things and then you just come across a reel of us kind of breaks up your yeah. day a bit and goes oh what's this you know have a little watch oh they offer gigs oh you know hmm. just it's just that you know you never know what someone needs and when they need it and it, we could be the thing that they need so being as many ways as we can
0: yeah interesting i've like as i said i've not um not heard of anyone using that before as well so that's super interesting mm. um i was wondering is there anything that you've tried over the sort of the last year and a half or whatever that hasn't worked?
2: It's it's tough to say. Um, definitely in the early stages, we felt like we had no choice but to sort of email hundreds of people, like, you know, cold emailing rather than cold calling. Mm. And funnily enough, a lot of the venues that we ended up playing in never saw and never replied to our, our emails. Oh, really?
1: Or yeah. well, just disregarded yeah it. Yeah, yeah, it
2: ended up being either going in person or a referral from a colleague at a, a partner venue. Um, not to say, not to put people off trying that because we did get some responses. Um, but, you know, if you're looking at percentage rates, it, it wasn't very high.
1: Yeah, i take. Say-
0: yeah, it's definitely, a, it's a numbers
2: game yeah, there. Is you You got to do so many. You know, like flyering, you ex, you expect like
1: 1%, 1% if that. Yeah. And I'd say it, it was mainly for wedding venues that it didn't work. Other venues we got a bit more response from. Yeah. Wedding venues is more like, you book through the bride and groom. So, you know, we were hoping that venues would see us and go, oh, this band are awesome. Let me recommend them to our brides and grooms. Whereas they're not fast about doing that. They want the bride and groom to either use their recommended supplier already or find their own. Just take the booking. Um, yeah, they just have to deal with the booking or want to deal with the booking. So, yeah, it's finding the brides and grooms directly. Really, that was the focus for for weddings, for sure.
0: <clears throat> what's sort of your split with um, style of gigs at the minute? And do you have like a, a preference? Do you do you prefer doing weddings, or do you prefer doing corporate stuff or party gigs?
1: We definitely have more weddings than corporates for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, um, we've kind of quadrupled our weddings this year, so it's a good year for us. Um, but we do a lot of local stuff as well
2: yeah we we sort of once we started to make friends with um the managers and stuff we sort of came to agreements where they booked us like you know nine or ten or more months of the year for a you know a, a slightly reduced rate um than we would offer for a private booking um so you know that's that's that takes up a lot of Dates, but um, yeah, it fills it fills
1: the gaps for sure. Yeah,
2: but um, yeah, it's just a lot of parties and weddings this year, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, majority weddings, a few birthdays, few corporates. Um, but in terms of private bookings, yeah, weddings are definitely the number one. there yeah. I think people are just <clears throat> excited about having something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people that have booked us for their weddings this year haven't like waited around for a long time before making a decision it's been quite like they found us and they've gone oh my god one, one lady some haven't us. even
2: spoken to their partner yeah yet. one
1: booked us and paid the deposit without even speaking to her fiance he was like he thought i was just booking a dj but i saw you and i couldn't not book you so i was like okay i hope you don't cancel because he's when he, he, he finds out yeah. yeah um
0: that sort of but yeah I think, goes into like um Pick it like you've picked a niche really well, and I guess, like, if um, and there's obviously nothing against being in like a normal sort of function band, but there's so many to choose from, it will take you, it could take months to like wade through them all and try and find the one that is right for you. But with you guys, because you're so quite specific and a bit different, if someone comes across you, they're like, Yes, that's what I want, Mm -hmm. and they'll just go for it straight away.
1: Yeah, it's tended to be people that want like electronic. Ibiza, like that's tend to be what they've been looking for when they found us. Yeah. Um, or they've just not been bothered about a band mm-hmm. at all. And they've been looking just for a DJ and then like up, upscaled to us. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, I, it wasn't really like intentionally picking a niche. It was. Like, yeah. That,
0: okay. That's going to be my next question. Yeah. Did you do that intentionally? I, I would say I did. Okay.
2: <laughs> uh, but I specifically wanted to um, play live drums for electronic music yeah like nero chasing status the prodigy um travis barker had a a duo which was exactly what i wanted to do live drums one side dj the other side just play it out for an hour and a half until you're dead (laughs) um But but
0: i suppose you picked that because you wanted to play it not because you thought this would be just something different that people would like or
2: a a bit of both I, i i wouldn't expect to be booked as much as another band um until you really get a name for yourself which could be you know three to five years down the line depending on your sort of you know visibility um but yeah it was more because i wanted to do it rather than
1: Looking do, for, like, do, a gap do, do in the market. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I also think there's so much to be said for that because there's nothing more soul-destroying than rocking up to a gig three times, you know, different gigs three times a week, singing songs you don't particularly enjoy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My side it's anyway. not worth the money for me. No. So well, I think one thing that the venues that we book us like about us is that they're not going to hear exactly the same set list month on month. We're constantly, like, adding new songs and changing things around and adding new mashups <clears throat> and stuff because we enjoy it. And... Yeah, we're excited about yeah. stuff that we're playing so they get the kind of benefits from that yeah
0: or even if- yeah again i think that's that comes across on your social media as well yeah. That's so nice. yeah cool um so you guys have a website um there's a lot of debate of whether people should or shouldn't have websites or whether they're needed mm. um your website looks really good it's really slick um do you get much coming through it or
1: and um, we we have had more um started doing the kind of the digital course so we had a website um but we kind of reworked it um with the guidance from the lady that was running the course i was on because i was just you know like i wasn't well we weren't utilizing um seo optimization like at all mm. um and it wasn't something i really thought about you know like making it um accessible like all the alt text you write on your pictures and stuff because you know everything's helping the google ranking so like, even mm. if people were just typing in like party band oxford we're coming up high now because we're kind of, we've got it all sorted. Mm. I don't think we would initially or essentially use Google like ads or anything yet. Yeah. Um. But a lot of people coming through our website from social media, from LinkedIn and stuff. Yes. So although we're not necessarily getting a huge amount from Google directly, people are searching for us because they've seen us elsewhere. And yeah. mm. um, so mm. a lot of the people that click on our website have like directly searched JB Mac on Google. Um, yeah, and we are, we're moving up the rankings, I think, by something like.
0: Yeah, it takes time though, right? Yeah,
1: I think it was only like 63 when people type Party Band Oxford or something like that. Um, but it's, it's gone up from where it was. Um, and people are finding us, so that's the main thing. Yeah.
0: Did you do all of your website yourselves and all that SEO stuff as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's um, like a software, it's actually local to Henley where we're based, called Screaming Frog. And you can download it and it does like a, what's it called? Like a little scans your website yes, and things you can like do to it improve you. it for SEO um, so that kind of did that and kind of gets rid of any faults or problems you have it was just yeah great yeah. tool.
0: might have to do that on my own yeah, website yeah. I, 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 I haven't I haven't done any SEO stuff on mine yet it's, um, it's on the to-do list but it's it feels like quite a big job and yeah, um, I don't happening. really know enough about it
1: yeah I didn't know I was like okay is it keywords <clears throat> but that's like a tiny part of it it's just making sure that everything so some people like will add loads of words like say we want to gig in lots of different counties. They'll add like Surrey, Oxfordshire, Berkshire, Buckinghamshire. But that will move you down the rankings on Google because you're kind of overloading it. So when people think they're actually getting found more, they're actually penalising yeah. themselves. So like learning that kind of stuff was huge. Like actually being really selective about what you say and what you write. Mm.
0: Yeah. So I also saw, well, last year now that you started to do getting on planes and doing some international gigs, which is awesome. Yeah. Um. How did you go about that, or did it just sort of come about by accident? Are you tr- planning to do more of that?
1: Oh yeah, I would absolutely love to do more.
2: Yeah. It was pr- it was fairly deliberate, um, especially if they require the live drums. I've got the the cocktail kit set up that you saw when you filmed us. Um, yeah. We figured out that that can condense down into. Only two bags, um, yeah. you know. It's like a Russian doll effect. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we we love the idea of it, and we know that we can be compact in our setup. So, provided there's you know an AB team on site and we can plug into their system, we can go anywhere with it, which is great.
0: Yeah, um, your guy, like, this this your style is perfect for like summer parties um, by a beach, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah. especially with
1: our new like be a chill set list and like yeah. get those bookings in. The, the, we kind we of did, did a, a week with a couple of gigs in Spain last year and that was like a recommendation for an agency um, which we kind of applied for and she set up a meeting with us and then came through with a call like you'd be perfect for this hmm. um, but yeah another one I don't know if you call it international Belfast, Belfast yeah. but um, we went on a plane so we'll, we'll <laughs> call it even though it's national um, that was really cool in December that was um, an awards ceremony which was sick we played after boys life which was an experience yeah. nice um, yeah S- for the big so is that um
0: <laughs> is that going to be like an intentional goal for this year as well absolutely yeah we're always yeah. we're
1: always looking yeah we've been messaging like resorts and places where we want to play so you can like tag on a bit.
0: nice okay so are you still doing sort of cold emails as well or yeah,
1: well, that's the thing
2: like
0: um we are
2: for, you know not lack of options, but we, we see a place we want to play, but there's like a contact at mm-hmm. beachresort.com. You know, you, you don't know where that goes. So you just sort of yeah. hit and hope really.
1: I think like in my brain, I'm always like, you never know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It just takes out one person that's looking for something like us. Like we got um, an inquiry for a wedding and we needed to call the venue for some reason to kind of find out the contact for the day and stuff. So we knew what we were doing and she went, Oh, can you just let me know, you know, what your website address is, have a quick look. And she opened the page and was like, Oh my God, you guys are awesome. We're so excited to have you. Um, and as you can see on our website, we have a lot of like regular suppliers. So they're obviously in need of something a bit different. So yeah. it was nice actually that we just randomly called her. She opened our website and you know, I'm, I'm guessing she'd add us to the supplier list after this wedding. Cause she seemed pretty keen, but that was like a, a cold message if anything. So mm. yeah, it's nice to know that they do, yeah. they do work. It's just a small percentage as you said. So
0: are you, yeah. What are you, what sort of just sending out of like a blanket email or are you really personalizing them and like, um, focusing on while well, trying to focus on exactly who you're writing to?
1: Well, there's always an element of a template, um, but it's always yeah. tailored. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Is that a, a platform we use where we have like eight templates, and there's like a couple of lines, you know, you adapt or whatever, but it's, it's always personal, but there are always generic things that everybody yeah. wants to know when they book you Yeah, it just saves the job. our end right now, every yeah. time here's, here's
2: the lineup, here's our socials, here's our contacts, here's our most recent video. Here's the easiest way to contact us.
1: Yeah.
0: So another yeah. thing I saw you guys doing a little while ago was that you had a radio show as well. Yeah. Yeah. how did that come about? It's sort of a double-edged
2: sword, really. We we sort of um, signed up to that last year, where we were sort of really spreading our net. We wanted to um, discover new songs, which was awesome. Find new remixes. The ready, no, you know, chatting about music and playing new tunes to each other is fun. Um, it was local. Um, we we knew a lot of the people already on the station and they like have a, a mobile set up at like pub in the park in Marlowe and other festivals that we've, we've been to or want to play at. Um, and it was great, but the, the downside was that the busier we got with bookings, which is really positive, the less time we had yeah. for that. Um, so currently we've got, we've got, um, you know, pre, um, scheduled shows that we upload rather than um present live right.
0: do, you, do you are you finding that gig uh, bookings are coming in from that
2: not so much we just got a bit busier with bookings right, generally okay. as our grew.
0: yeah was that is that just something that you wanted to do for yourselves or is that was that um like a part of trying to grow this band as well
1: it's a, it's a part of like just something we wanted to do yeah as people and also I think spreading spreading our net as wide as we could in every, any direction. Like, like you said, you, you never know who you come in contact with or um, anything like that. And one of the main things for me was like having the habit of constantly looking for new music.
2: Yeah, what's yeah, new music Friday and... A lot of our yeah, repertoire to search.
1: now has come yeah. through stuff we discovered. And actually, I think I Beat the Chill was inspired by our radio, our radio show as well. Yeah, it was, yeah. like a section at the end where we do like some chilled remixes. Just
2: four remixes.
1: Yeah, like really stripped back. Find our favourites, so and we were like, "Oh, we could actually do this for our kind of a wedding package yeah, or we've got a beach set. A now Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: so um, Josh, am I right in thinking that you've you've added like DJ onto this sort of package that you go out as as well? Um,
2: yeah, again, that was sort of a, a natural um, progression from what we were already offering. So I, I find that when you find a a decent backing track if I want to remove um, the majority of the drums to really show what I can do live it it, it sort of results in a lot of phasing in the tracks um, which I don't think particularly sound fantastic to me and also if you're buying um, tailored backing tracks you can't rely on the, the quality of what the person's created so short of making all our backing tracks from scratch um, it's sort of a mixed bag um, I, I do enjoy enjoy DJing uh, you know when I was in secondary school garage was a thing we could go around a mate's house you know mix some terrible garage on, on vinyls <laughs> while they're like emceeing and so I've, and with the music production there's a history of sort of you know DJing so I, I love it I, I do still enjoy drumming but my focus is more um, DJing and using like a Roland trigger pad for percussion and, you know, um, samples and things like that. So it's, it's it's more DJ live now.
1: I'd say DJ is the core of yeah. every package now, whereas it wasn't necessarily to start with.
2: Yeah, it opens up a huge repertoire as well because you're not relying on awesome quality backing tracks that I can play to.
0: Yeah. Um, that's good. That's good that you kind of see that and adapt to it as well. I, might, I think my main question was, did, did you have to learn how to DJ just to add this in as a package or did you kind of already know how to do it?
2: Not really. I mean, yeah, at my age, <laughs> I, um, it's. I find it, I can still pick up new skills relatively quickly, but I'm not going to say like I'm a tech genius and I can just look at a piece of equipment and know my way around it. However...
1: He's one of these people that's good at everything, uh, essentially. Do not
2: pay attention to that.
1: <laughs> he, he's, he's quick to pick things up, yeah. I've
2: pick, picked up, you know, basic skills along the way, which has resulted in getting by okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just being modest now. <laughs> but yeah, he's DJed before, he's got experience, it was just dusting off the cobwebs, I think, if anything. Yeah, means. the fear
2: of jumping into something new when someone's paying you to perform, you know is, it, is sp- it spurs you on a bit <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> so i mean um you guys are a couple right um how does that kind of dynamic work um so you're basically living and working together i assume
1: oh I'm gonna <laughs> i song. knew you were going to that
2: <laughs> well, that hasn't been any problems really i mean you know you can clash heads but It's a, it's a job and
0: we're... Is there, do you, do you run this thing like together or is one of you kind of like, not, not the boss, but you know what I mean? Like in more in charge or...
2: I mean, it's both of our full-time jobs and we both bring very different strengths to the the project that really complement each other. Mm. So, yeah, just going back to the spreadsheets thing, one, one day, I think it was the end of last year, maybe autumn, Last year, I was like, it'd be really good to have a rundown of this, 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 and this, how much, you know, reach we've got with this platform, how much response from this one. And Nora was like, I'm on it. <laughs> and about half an hour later, we had like a full on spreadsheet, multiple tabs. You alter one cell in one sheet, it populates the next in the other.
1: Basically, I did like an intermediate Excel course in one of my jobs before and I was so excited to get so, <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Love that. Love that. Some days
2: Nora will be like, okay, I've edited this whole video. This is a showreel for this. And I'm like, sick. And other days she'll be like, I need some help. And I'm like, how about this?
0: Yeah.
1: We've kind of created yeah. roles for ourselves. Like it was a very joint effort for everything to start with. And then we've kind of found our strengths. Like <laughs> I've kind of moved, we've kind of given me the role of more like marketing. So I'm kind of like yeah. on the social media and stuff. And Josh is more the creative role. So like set lists lineups videos so it yeah we kind of meet in the middle yeah. but we have our kind of there is a little, areas a little
2: bit of like nora saying i like this track and i'm like nope <laughs> <laughs> but you know aside, Keeps me in check. aside from that there's you know it, it's it works well yeah cool thankfully
0: would you have any tips or um, where would you say some for someone who's just sort of getting into the industry to, to kind of get started with this thing
2: I think from what I've learned is you know it's frustrating starting a new thing um, whilst having like years of knowledge of how it works already and having to resell yourself um, but I would say like don't be put off by um, one, rejection and two, no response at all just keep persevering it sounds so cliche but just really stick at it you know um we try not to compromise much um when we get requests you know like we just you know finish a drum and bass song and someone's like oh sweet caroline will go down so well right now (laughs) and we're like we, we don't doubt that it would but that's not us
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah, like we had a gig the day and someone was like, oh, I don't suppose you could play Wonderwall, could you? And I was like, it's not really in our repertoire, I'm afraid. And he was like, no, totally respect that. That's cool. And I'm like, when you're just true to you, people yeah. aren't yeah. even offended. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think just do what you love for long enough and it will become your job.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: As they say, it's the people that don't give up are the people that make it. I so. think you only
1: fail when you stop trying, I think. Yeah. And like for me, it's that doing, doing something every single day to move you closer to where you want to be. Like if you want to be earning X amount and you're earning Y currently, what's the gap? Like how Mm -hmm. many gigs do you need to be getting to fill that gap? And do you have enough time for that? And what do you need to charge in order to get that? Like that's when we really get down to the nitty gritty. Okay. So like 12 weddings will get us to the fee we want. Okay, cool. Where do we need to be putting our efforts? Where do we need to be uh, what videos do we need to be posting? Like, where do we need to be posting them? So, y- you know, going, oh, I want to earn some money doing what I love is awesome. But there's also, you know, you can get a bit more strategy with it too. But keep spread your net anywhere and everywhere. I think. Yeah. The strategy as well.
2: Not going to lie, it, it does become a seven-day job. Yeah. You know,
0: uh, for everyone that's self-employed. Yeah. Absolutely. Knows that
2: yeah, I used to do gardening, glamping, you know, DIY stuff. I'm responding to emails and sending quotes Sunday night, you know Saturday night, Friday
1: night. Yeah. But it also does allow you a lot of freedom too. Mm. Like we're not tied into timings. We can take calls when we want. Yeah. We could take holiday mm. when we want. We can tag holiday onto work, you know. So although it is a seven-day-a-week job, it's also giving you that freedom as well.
0: Are you guys good at like scheduling your weeks to have days off? Cause that's something that I struggle with is no. having a set day off. And, but I think it's important, like because yeah. you end up working like seven yeah. days a week and then you've done three, de- three weeks of seven days a week. And then you're like, I need a day off and just to get like pumped again to like do the work. Do you know what I mean? Well,
2: I totally agree. One thing that we've, we've started scheduling in and sort of not compromising on is, is um, going to the gym. You know, if you can't go to the gym, just do some exercise. And I am shattered most of the time, but going to the gym, yeah, it does energize me for the rest of the day. Um, so that's something that we weren't doing before, but we've we've found time for. Yeah. And yeah, it does sort of set you up. So having a schedule.
1: And, I, and a good help. bit of fresh air and a good walk, always resets. Yeah. Resets. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> at some point the other day, I think I was just doing something, one of the most basic tasks, and I deleted something, which all yeah. I needed to do was press undo, and I just burst into tears. because <laughs> so I was like, like, it's gone wrong. Shut
2: the laptops, we're going for a walk. Where? I don't know, don't you care. Just get get out. Out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: so we're pretty good at like, yeah, yeah. pulling each other out. Not, <laughs> we need to keep
2: all that. not scheduling days off, but yeah, we find time for fresh air and daylight. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I imagine because because you've got each other, it does really help when one of you is feeling lower, or, or, and just to bring the other one up and stuff. Um, my my wife's also self employed, so different um, uh, job, but it's yeah, super helpful to have each other on those days, yeah. definitely. Yeah.
1: Um, I just
0: get it. So, what's next for you guys? What you got planned for this year? Um, any anything big coming up?
2: We've got um, um, a. a- a Video shoot tomorrow, which offers our three piece package, which seems to be the most popular and the one that we offer the most. So, we're doing a, a more deliberate video to show the either be for chill duo for chilled sets and the three piece package, with, which we're targeting a lot. So, a very deliberate video and show real filming tomorrow. What's
0: the third member doing? Saks.
2: So it's nice. DJ, roll and pad, live vocals, sax.
1: It's just so popular at the moment. Yeah. Everyone wants a yeah. DJ sax live. And we've had a couple of gigs where people have wanted a DJ and sax and we've gone in the two-piece and they've gone, oh, actually, this is sick, What's but I that? wouldn't have thought about it. Yeah, And I think that's yeah. people that we're finding a lot of. They're like, oh, I didn't know we wanted you until we found you. <laughs> so it's just trying to get in front of yeah. as many people as possible. Acoustic
2: duo or DJ sax. And so we've gone how about DJ vocals? And they're like, yeah. But yeah, the three piece video is a very big move this year for us. I think it's going to do well.
1: Yeah. Like it's a big year for us just in terms of bookings in general. Like we're, we've almost outdone our performance last year with bookings and income and it's only February time. And we always get bookings in the year that we're in as well in terms of like, you know, a few months away or last minute or whatever. So I don't doubt that it's going to be a whopping year for us compared with last year. So yeah, Yeah. just keep going. (laughs) Nothing
2: crazy different, just more, more of the same, but yeah. You know, more
1: established. The change. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As I said, it looks like you guys work really hard on it. So, um, congratulations on it going so well, basically. Thank you. you. (laughs) It's nice to hear. (laughs) so I guess that kind of brings us to the sort of last part of the show, which is, um, the best gig, worst gig part, um, which is basically just a time to share any cool stories you've got, or brag a little bit about some cool stuff that you've done or share some of the not so good experiences as well. Um, yeah. Have you got any cool stories for us? What's that, the bad or the good? I've got a good one in mind. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that trip to Spain last year was such a, a, a cool experience for us. Um, it was, a an awesome event with awesome people and it was all expenses paid as well um we we loved our performance it was swelteringly hot Mm -hmm. um but it didn't matter we just we just went for it and it was it was awesome for us yeah
1: just like nice when you go to a gig regardless of where it is and you get treated really nicely and like most of the time that is the case but it's not always the case Mm. um so when you get put up in a four star luxury resort with gourmet food every day gorgeous pools lovely weather amazing people and you get paid to be there like it's just a really awesome experience and Mm. we would love more of those (laughs) yeah Um, We played, like we mentioned, in Belfast, the CMA Awards. Um, Basically, when we got on a flight and have our best gigs. Um, Yeah, just getting really looked after and Mm. having an awesome gig. Like I think everyone had been sitting down at these awards all evening and we were doing the after party Mm. and they were just (coughs) ready to let loose. So we just had an awesome crowd.
2: Um, Similarly, um, we, we did a 40th birthday in someone's back garden and, you know, it wasn't a four-star resort, but the crowd was like up in our faces and just yeah. responded to every song. I think any gig where even three or four people were just, you know, in it with you, it just makes all the difference. Yeah. yeah. There are favourites, of course.
1: Yeah. In terms of bad gigs, like, I not necessarily we have bad gigs, but quieter ones we've had. Um, there have been tend to be ones earlier on, cause we needed to sell ourselves more. I think sometimes we persuaded our way into a couple of gigs, mm. which was the wrong strategy. Only accept gigs are people that want you and are actively seeking mm. you out. If you have to persuade anyone, it's not right for you. And um, we had one gig we were put forward a couple of days before and they hadn't looked at our repertoire. They just wanted like an upbeat duo.
2: And that's all they read. That's just all up, they up, read. We
1: the at set list, and we walked no videos, up, no and it pictures. was like majority over eighty with Zimmer frames, and <laughs> just mad, yeah. it market. was the sort of gig where they where they brought their own picnic to yeah. the venue, <laughs> and.
2: That was that was tough. That was a tough gig.
1: Yeah, we to keep the client happy, we ended up, you know, just putting on a playlist of the tunes they yeah, wanted and yeah. not doing our final set.
2: Spotify family friendly <laughs> yeah party, party tunes. She was like Come
1: on Eileen and all that stuff. And we were like, Okay, we'll play the songs you want and save my voice. To be honest. Yeah. I had like a chest infection at the time, which wasn't ideal either. Um, but yeah, and in terms of the quieter gigs, it tends to be when, when venues pay for musicians to come but they don't promote, don't promote music. Them. Yeah. And you see the ones that do like we pair had O'Neal's Woking once a month and it is just they're on it, they're posting live videos of you at the gig, they're posting posters and you know, reels and stuff. They, people know you're gonna be there and they're seeking you out. Whereas other people are like, I don't know you're playing here tonight. <laughs> like if yeah. you haven't done anything about it. And it could transform the night if they actually put some effort into that in their socials and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no no diabolical stories, just um awkward, awkward gigs. <laughs>
0: no nah, that's some good stuff though so is there anything um that we haven't spoken about that you'd like to speak about
2: not really no you've, t- you've touched on the stuff
0: yeah i, I would say like all.
2: like you said um there's a lot of traditional bands and they they may all be awesome but it tends to be a lot of repetition and we definitely haven't invented dj live you no. know? <laughs> it's been around for decades but but we love what we do and we put the time into it and it's and it's paying off and it's, it's, it's awesome.
1: Um, yeah, that was about it really. Yeah. I just do, I just need to do do what you're passionate about. I think people can get bogged down with the business side of things. Obviously it's good to have a good business head on you, but Mm. you know, if you're selecting songs based on their position in the chart only, um, and you hate them all, like it's not necessarily always the best because that will come across in your performance. So, yeah do what you love
0: awesome so if people wanted to find out more about you or connect with you where would you send them
1: Instagram or our website probably yeah at jbmaclive or our website jbmac.co.uk we're pretty responsive because we don't take a day off (laughs) so we're we're always there (laughs)
0: yeah cool yeah I think people should give you a follow just to see like how uh, a good run social media looks Um, so yeah um, awesome man I've really enjoyed this conversation um, and uh, it's really good to chat with you okay, thank you. Um, yeah hopefully we'll catch up soon
1: absolutely thanks Jack
0: I told you that was going to be a good episode uh, one of my favourites so far for sure make sure you go and give them a follow and you can find the links to their social media in the description of the episode I've been really enjoying getting your emails so please keep them coming you can email me at feedback at the full time function musician podcast uk Or you can find me on Instagram at InFocusRecordingCo, C-O CO on the end there. And lastly, if you're enjoying this podcast, which I know some of you are because you've told me, um, you know who you are, I would love it if you could either give the podcast a share, spread the word, um, or leave a review on whatever podcast app you use. Or even better, if you could do both, I would hugely, hugely appreciate it. Um, Anyway, next week's episode is going to be awesome. It's a little different to what we've done so far, I think, um, as me and my guests are going to be diving into the world of IEMs, which is something that I get asked about all the time. Um, Anyways, that's enough from me. I'll catch you next week for episode eight.